0: Well, welcome to another Corona-sode of the ECHO Corpus Christi podcast. Today for this Corona-sode, we have Nikki Riokas She is the founder of Made in Corpus Christi and the supportcorpuschristi.com cor- website. So a uh, quick aside, if you are a local business and you have not registered on supportcorpuschristi.com, head on over there as soon as you're done listening to this episode and get yourself registered. It's free and it's a great resource for all of our local people, uh, shoppers and other residents to find local businesses and what they're up to right now during our coronavirus uh, pandemic. Nikki also founded the Shop Small Crawl, which is a fascinating ride and a bus around town to visit various markets and shops. It's a great way to kind of have a party bus that, that tours around town. She also founded the Women's Entrepreneur Society, which we call WES. She is part of the team of Milestones Texas. And Nikki is also an experienced graphic and web designer with a lot of experience and expertise in online selling, which she's been doing now for the better part of two decades. Um, Recently, at the end of March, Nikki did a webinar for the Small Business Development Center. Um, I've tried to go back and find a link to that online, but I can't. So if you're interested in that webinar, it will be a deeper dive into what Nikki and I are discussing on this episode. Contact the Small Business Development Center at Del Mar and they can get you a link to that webinar. And today, we're going to talk with Nikki about how to build and grow your business online. So, Nikki, welcome to the ECHO Corpus Christi podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time uh, this weekend to to visit with us. We're excited to hear your tips for uh, building and growing a business online. Uh, This is recorded on Saturday, the 18th of April, I think it is. Maybe it's the 19th. Let me look. April 18th. So yesterday on the 17th, uh, Governor Abbott announced that uh, towards the end of next week, um, retailers can can start doing some online orders and pickup business and some other kind of get back to work things, but not quite fully invite everybody back into their shops. So this episode is going to help everybody get prepared for uh, that day when we can really actively sell online and instead of shipping, we can do pickups. And Nikki's going to give us some good thoughts on how to arrange our businesses online, uh, some best practices and so forth. So Nikki, why don't you go ahead and take us to topic number one? Sure.
1: So in the last 20 years, I've really seen a lot of changes in how easy it is to get your business, if it's a brick and mortar, to add um, a website component to that, or if you're strictly online. The amount of tools and resources that are out there for people who are not Web developers or web <laughs> designers mm-hmm. has really gotten to be to a point where a lot of it is you know plug and play. A lot of it you need to have a basic understanding of what good design is, but they've taken a lot of the the coding and all of mm-hmm. the um, the really heavy things out. So that does not mean that there are not needs for web designers. There is a huge need for that. This specifically is for the mom and pops, the people that have very limited budgets that don't mm-hmm. have a lot of resources yet uh, to be able to at least get your business online. Because as we are seeing right now, without any online presence, that means no website, no social, um, you know, nothing that people can look at online to find you. You're a little dead in the water right now.
0: Mm-hmm. That's exactly uh, right.
1: So what, what I talked about a couple of weeks ago in this class was uh, or in this webinar was mainly for those who have not really fully made that transition to web. Um, but there's some easy low cost ways that you can do that. Um, and before I go into, and which is what I had to preface before we started that last time, it wasn't so much how to build a website was mm-hmm. as what do you do in order to create a successful website? So those are the things that I always suggest people think about before you go and spend a bunch of money on one of the web mm-hmm. platforms. Um, and one of that first one really is to take the pulse of your customer base mm-hmm. because everything is changing. And this is probably um, one of the first times ever that we have had to deal with an, a situation like this with as widespread as it is in a technology era. Right. So we now have the ability to pivot and move a lot quicker with what we do so that we don't have a store full of product with no way to get it out to people. Mm -hmm. Um, But you do need to be smart about who you're reaching out to and how you're reaching out to them. Um, Right now, you know, you really want to, Find out where your customers are going. We know that they're online because they're Mm -hmm. at home and they don't have a lot of things that are going (laughs) on. Well, they have a lot of things going on, but um, they're usually, we kind of know where they're at now, which is a lot nicer. But you're also having to think about who are the people that were buying before and are they still able to buy now? Mm -hmm. So your market might have been uh, males 50 you know, fifteen to fifty-five. That you know had X amount of dollars. I shouldn't say fifteen, maybe twenty to fifty-five. <laughs> fifteen um, to
0: fifty-five. Mom and dad, or you, have that amount of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: um, and so now some of those people have lost their jobs. Some of those people are scared, so they're not spending money. Are you um, s- selling a product that is necessary, or are you selling something that is there to kind of help people cope with what they're having to go through? Retail right. therapy is a real thing. And so as long as the people that you know can still purchase are able to find you, that makes you kind of higher up on the list than those that aren't able to reach them in the, right. in the ways that they're already there. Um, so that to me is one of the first things that we need to look at is mm-hmm. how, where are they at and how are we going to tailor those messages to them? And it can't always be for at least for small businesses we're hurting. Help us. We're hurting. Help us. We're hurting. Right. People get tired of that. You get fatigued. Everyone is hurting. Everyone needs help. Mm. So then you turn it around and say, it's not about you anymore. It's about your customer. What do they need? If you are a mom that is stuck at home, and I'm not speaking from experience or anything with two small (laughs) children that need your attention all day long while you're trying to get on webinars, you're trying to do work you're trying to do classes. Um, I need a break. So where do I, where am I going to go? I'm going to go online and I'm going to try to find something that's going to make me feel better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: Uh, so those are the types of things that you start working into that, um, tailor your communication to that. So it's not a mm-hmm. doom and gloom, even though, of course, it is a serious situation. But right. People are getting hit with that so often that if you're able to say, OK, we're going to take a couple of minutes. And you just find something that works for what, what's going to help you at home. Is it a cookie making kit that somebody can pick up and take home? Is it, um, you know, a magazine subscription? Is it something that can be delivered to your home very easy and effortless, but is fun? Mm-hmm. Is something that's going to take your mind off of this? And if you're able to spend the money on it, you're also helping a small business, you know? So you kind of put that in at the end. So it's changing your communication strategy a little bit and tailoring your message. Mm-hmm. But also really turning it to what do your customers need? That is what that's what you need to focus on first. And then of course, as you build those brands, people are they're tied into you. They want to buy from you. They know your story, your family, your business. You, you know, so if we say once a, a week or maybe a couple of times a week, and if you can, you know, you're helping us keep our doors open by doing this or by purchasing this, um, they're a lot more apt to do that.
0: Hmm. I heard a, a fundraising seminar the other day uh, for one of the the schools that my kids go to, and the suggestion was when you're talking with people about the business or the school, in the case of the seminar, tell the story of the actual individual people mm-hmm. that are being helped. So in in your situation, it's the Riojas family. When you come to Milestones or you come to Made in Corpus Christi, you're helping um, the Riojas family, and you're helping this employee by name. You know, if the employee's name is you know, Susan, Susan is getting a paycheck because you came and purchased products. And I think that's a great way perhaps to tie in the recognition of the struggles that people are facing now without saying, oh, woe is us, please come Mm -hmm. buy our products.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: So taking the pulse of our customer base sounds like it also includes knowing where they're shopping online, not just that they're online, but how do you do do that? How do you find out where they're shopping online?
1: You know, a lot of times it's as easy as Going to hashtags on Instagram. So if you are your target market is a you know a parent a young a, a parent of a young child, you might go to like the Corpus Christi Moms blog. Elizabeth that owns that is fantastic, and she does a ton in the community. But if you start looking at the, some of the hashtags she uses, or if you go to Facebook, you might be able to see other local groups or other groups <clears throat> that you could tag uh, tie into. And you can see where else are they going. So you can do a little bit of research without having to actually even send an email or talk directly to those people. You can kind of just get, um, you know, a little bit of a feel for the type of person that's going, and then you can see where they're going from there. You can read some of the posts. They can talk about um, where they're getting, you know, diapers on sale. They can talk about you know those types of things. <clears throat> and there are Facebook groups. There are Instagram groups that are out there, um, through hashtags that you can, excuse me, <clears throat> that you can find. And that usually kind of gives you an idea of where you would mm. be.
0: Well, that's a great, a great way to look, um, without having to do a lot of, uh, like direct email or phone call recon, you can just go online to the various social platforms and do some quick, uh, more general research to find out where your folks probably are because, you know, we are we are herd animals as human beings. So uh, if one of us is somewhere, there are more than one of us somewhere. So if I'm a person's target market, finding out where I am on Instagram or what hashtags I'm following or what groups I'm a part of on, well, don't find me on Facebook because I don't really know what I'm doing on Facebook. But, you know, to the point, <laughs> the target market, your ta- your market, your customer base is probably all in a similar, a similar place. And so uh, taking the polls, finding out where they are, that's a great um a great tip to get started. What else do you uh, suggest? You
1: know, I think creating an online plan is always very good. And for those that are not, you know, they're not very well versed in marketing planning and coming up with a, you know, structure, they don't know that you know, what to do and when. There are a lot of different resources, like we talked about the Small Business Development Center. They have marketing plans available. You can sign up and you can go um, get an advisor. And they can help you walk through a lot of these processes. This is all government funded. So you're not paying anything for it. Um, Yeah. And they have really great advisors here locally. Um, In fact, I had one for a long time and I still connect with them frequently just to see what's going on in this area. They're all, uh, they've all got different areas of expertise based on the type of, uh, of industry that you're in. So it's nice to be able to have those resources and someone who is, who understands the in and out of what's going on with, with small business, Mm -hmm. but be able to really focus on what do I want to do with my online marketing? Where do I want to go? You have to be online in some capacity. So whether it's a website, whether it is social media, but you're going to an Etsy website, if you're a retailer and you're selling Mm -hmm. um, there are pros and cons to all of those types of big websites that you can use, but you are at least out there. You can be found. Um, and I think that sometimes that can be really challenging, overwhelming for people, but there are ways that you can do something so that you're mm-hmm. not just sitting there with your doors closed, waiting for somebody to call you and ask you what your inventory looks like. Of course, people are going to do that, right? So we try to make it as easy as possible on the customer.
0: hmm I think creating an online plan uh, is a good way for folks to really think about and tie in where their customer base is. So if the customer base is uh, finding products on Facebook, then there's ways to set up your online plan to really target and, and market on Facebook. And perhaps we'll talk a little bit more about social media versus building an actual online store. And how those work together, but can also work independently, uh, depending on someone's needs. So creating an online plan, yes, go to the SBDC at Del Mar, take advantage of the free resources and the great. It's not, it's not just that they're free, they're also deep and they're excellent. So definitely go take advantage of those resources. So we've got take the pulse of your customer base, create an online plan. What is tip number three?
1: Um, it's, again, get online. I have friends who have stores that have no website presence. They have a very low um, amount of followers on social media and they have a literally a store full of inventory. And it just makes my stomach hurt because the amount of work that you have to do to get online is substantial. So you can't go into that saying, oh, "I'm just going to get my little Squarespace site. I'm going to hit send and it's going to be gone. You know, it's going to be right. going. We're going to be selling. It's a process. I can help you through these things and through the the resources that you're getting, get a plan in place. But you mm-hmm. don't really have to do the work. So do it now. Um, if you if you aren't, you're already behind. But the good news is, it is relatively quick to get online, and then you are. It's it's a fluid. Um, medium. So you are always able to update, change, edit on the fly. And that is Mm -hmm. something that I think is really convenient and good for people um, that are just starting out because you might not always know what to do until you start getting in there. Then you can make changes. You can fix it. You can change it later, but get online in some form or fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, Even Google, if you go to, I think it's google.com slash business um, Mm -hmm. or just Google, Google business. They have um, free resources through Google that you can create a microsite so a microsite is just a very small independent website uh, that would be on Google and we had a is actually through the SBDC last year had a great speaker come in who was a Google expert mm-hmm. she works there and is a speaker for them and gave us so many great tips and resources so I think she's going to be doing another seminar here pretty soon online that will be free for uh, for the SBDC. But getting some something online so that if someone goes and does some research and types in your company name, you can at least be found. That really is important. And then they call it Google juice. It ups your right. rankings because <laughs> you have you know, some clout within their own system. So even if you're not paying for ads, which of course that would help as well, but even if you're not doing that, just to have some place that you have housed some information. So whether it's... Mm-hmm hours or it's, of course, if you're closed right now, and maybe it's delivery hours or pickup or something like that, you can get that information out. Um, You can add photos, you can do customer referrals, you can have um, testimonials, all sorts of things housed there. Again, that's free. And then even if you already have an existing website, this just builds on it. Mm -hmm. So you can have two standalones, but it would direct to your website to actually purchase. So, just a couple. That's a, an easy resource to at least get people thinking. What do I do right now? Get in on there, put your basic information, some photos, in there, to, so that people know you exist.
0: Absolutely, that's a, That is a great and free first step. I think it, the the a great point there, Nikki, is that um, not only does it give you the Google juice for when people are searching or googling for you or businesses like you, it's a free way to get an online presence and a critical way for search. But it doesn't require you to go find a web host. It doesn't require you to learn uh, WordPress or some other um, uh, content management system. It doesn't require you to pay for Big Cartel or Shopify or any of those other online stores, all of which are great Mm -hmm. and all of which you want to get to eventually. But if you're thinking, you know, I'm listening to this podcast with Nikki. She says, get online. And holy cow, I went and I searched how to build a web page and I got drowned go to Google business, um, and set up your free site there. Um, and also while you're at it, do a, it's called Google my business, right? Drop a pin where your location is. And that way you have, uh, you get found in the map search part of Google as well. Yes. Very important. So get online tip number three. Uh, just, I want to add one more quick little thing, not to, to talk for forever, but just starting is a huge thing. I know that Gerald and Elena Flores talk about this a lot on their So Taco podcast. Just get started. Just make take that first step and you're gonna find out that you create momentum by taking the first steps. So when Nikki says get online, what she's not saying on day one, have a full online store and make it all beautiful and wonderful. She's saying get started. Take the first steps, get started. And then she's gonna give us tip number four. Yes. So go ahead, Nikki. So four
1: is keep your mobile in mind because what I am finding, and having been doing this for a long time, um, I'm still in the mindset of people are going to their laptops, they're going to their desktops, and they're typing things in. That's not the case. And most people that are not 42 are probably thinking, of course, I would never do that anyway. <laughs> right. Um but, what's a laptop? Yeah. From someone who has been in this industry for a while. That has been a shift for me is to m- keep in mind that what you're looking at on your screen, on your laptop or on your computer is not necessarily what's been, what's being shown on your mobile device. So that is really the, the most important thing that you need to think about is, is your website mobile ready? And is it compatible? Um, most of these template builders now already have that built in. So you don't have to worry about coding things and changing yeah. it and making sure that this looks right. You just need to go back in and then do a, uh, a review of your website or whatever it is that you're doing on your mobile device and just make sure that it's ready. Um, there's another link that I have in that presentation that goes to it, and you can just do a check. You can type in your URL, and it'll just pull up and say, okay, how does it look on your phone? Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll give you if there are errors or there's something that's not loading right or your photos are too large, those types of things. It'll tell you. And if it's good to go, you'll get a little green check and you're perfect. Um, But there's so many people that are using mobile to not only go to your website, but also to make purchases now Mm -hmm. that it's really imperative that it be mobile ready. Um, I think it's like 70% or so of people are going on their phones. And I go back in and look at my stats on my website pretty frequently and it is at least 70%. And they're not only just looking, they're buying. And that's what I think mm-hmm. is so crazy because it's so quick to make those decisions, those purchasing decisions on your phone that you have to have it easy to find, easy to get through, no, no lag time, move through the cycle, the sales cycle, and then get them to payment. Like that's mm-hmm. really important. And so that we see how many people are doing that. That's where we go first. Is how does it look on mobile? How does it perform on mobile? And if it's good, keep it that way.
0: You know the the purchase process on mobile is a lot like uh, the impulse buys at the grocery store. Um, in the eye candy section, there, right as you're checking out, not the National Acquirer part, but the, you know, there's the candy. And oh, I didn't realize I had a massive craving for a king size M&M's right now, but boom, I'm going to buy it. And if you can make your mobile shopping experience, and like you mentioned, the template builders, a lot of those do this for you as a matter of just their general packages. But the easier and more smooth you can make that online checkout on on a mobile device, the more likely you are to keep and to capture and to keep your customers all the way through the purchase. Yes, absolutely. So after we're uh, keeping mobile in mind, what do we do
1: next? Okay, so you need to give your customers what they want. We're going to go back into the customer's head again uh, and talk specifically, if we're talking specifically about the environment that we're in right now, what do your customers want more than toilet
0: paper and eggs? Whatever <laughs> whatever
1: it <is>. um, right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I it got some
0: apples in a toilet paper yesterday. Um, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's it's amazing.
0: Right? Right. If it's only amazing. all
1: of our products were toilet paper, that would be right,
0: great. Right, right. Um,
1: but they want you know our customers want stability. They want control over something in their lives because none of us really have much of it, um, and they want safe options to get what you need. So you know, again, it's not about you. It's about them. And it, it always should be, but specifically in times like this, where it's mm-hmm. just really volatile and uncomfortable and people are not sure what's happening. Right. The thing that they don't probably need is some random product that is not a necessity. But if you, again, go back into their mindset, what's going to make people feel comfortable? What is it going to make them feel some sort of I am making this decision. I am purchasing this in order to feel better, in order to keep my kids happy, in order to do my job more effectively. All of those mm-hmm. things. That's where we need to find. That's that's really the message that we want to get to them. Um, and so, whether it's you know on your website or using another mode of online um, communication, you know you want to do things that are going to make their lives easier and better. So you could do free shipping. That's what I switched to immediately. Um, we, we ended up closing our doors maybe about a week before they said that we had to. Um, but my shop was fully functioning online. It always has been. So that's how I built my business. I knew how to do that. I knew that this brick and mortar thing was new to me. Um, but I knew how to run an online shop. Mm -hmm. So the shift from retail to online was not difficult from the back end of it. Um, but I did know that you need to give them a reason to come and shop with you. So if I'm saying my doors are closed, you are going to have to make a special trip when the city says not to go out unless it's essential to come pick up my, you know, your shirt that you bought. That is not, that's not a very good sales tactic. Right. It's a
0: barrier. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So if I can tell them I will at my expense and my margins drop, but that's okay Mm -hmm. because it's better to get something than nothing at this point. um, I'm going to ship it out to you. And you're going to get it on your doorstep. You don't have to talk you know talk to anybody. You don't have to touch a doorknob. you don't have to do anything. but we will get you what you want. And that is a big uh, a big driver. You know gift cards are another thing that are always great. You're seeing that a lot right now because you're helping to put money into these businesses' pockets right now, and when everything is picked up again, you'll be able to come in and actually spend those dollars. So that is helping, you know, some companies and businesses need to pay their rent still. They of course need to pay, well, if they can employees, unless they mm-hmm. aren't able to do that right now, there are expenses that are covered. And so by doing things like gift cards, it at least helps get people by for a little bit. And mm-hmm. um, so we see kind of what's going on and the other, you know, you could even just do a free delivery um, or, you know, something that you don't normally get. So what I'm shipping them, I'm actually putting it in the mail and they're getting it, but people can also, you know, deliver hands-free and, you know, contact-free. Mm-hmm. That's another just easy way. Um, again, as a business owner, you are going to take the hit on that expense. Um, you can, to some degree, include some of that cost into your product. But if all of a sudden my shirt goes from $24 to $34, right. and I call it free shipping. Everybody knows it's <laughs> That's so, right. <laughs> my goal is to do some good for my customers while also maintaining some profit level it just it's
0: mm-hmm. as much as it normally would be. Um, well, it is important to remember that we're not in business to not be able to sustain our business. Mm-hmm. So we're not serving our customers if we go out of business because we failed to account for proper margins in in what we're selling. Yes, absolutely.
1: And I think most people understand that.
0: And I, you know, you know, we we have taken advantage of your free shipping. Thank you very much, by the way. Um, and I think it's important to for folks who are shoppers to recognize that when something like free shipping or free delivery is offered, the business owner and the seller that you're you're supporting is taking a hit. So, if it's possible to add one more item, add one more item. You know, something like that. Just as a as a plug for all the all the retailers out there.
1: well we appreciate it thank you
0: you're welcome you're very welcome so uh that was tip number five what do you have for number six
1: okay so six is probably one of my most favorite this is my comfort zone is when everyone is uncomfortable (laughs) don't know why that is you know where everyone is going and everything is moving smoothly i'm uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but as soon as it flips then i'm like okay we can get creative so that is number six is get creative with what it is you're trying to do. so I think you mentioned, do we talk about the shop hop? Was that on the?
0: Yes, that was on the intro. Okay.
1: So that is something that I would consider to be something creative in, especially in this state that we're in right now. So we had um, 11 different local businesses that all, for the most part, I think.
0: Oh, wait, my mistake. We talked about the shop small crawl, not the shop hop. So why oh. don't you give a little background there?
1: Okay. So the shop hop, so we had, we called it the Corpus Christi shop hop. That was, an online market. So instead of going out to bus, which is what we would planned on doing to do an in-person market, we decided to move that all to Instagram specifically. So what it was is we had, like I said, 11 different local businesses. Some were online only, some were, um, you know, have brick and mortars, but we all had websites. That was really the most imperative part of this. And so we all set a date and it was about, I think it was on a Sunday night at 8 p.m., This was the second, this was the first full week that everyone had to be at home. Mm -hmm. So we knew people were already antsy about all of that stuff. So we said, okay, um, we're all going to get together. We're going to post at 8 p.m. And we're going to take them through different shops and introduce them to 11 different shops, all local. Um, Everybody had a deal that was good for 24 hours. So we had, um, like mine was 10% off plus free shipping. So anything that you purchased from my website would go um, would would have that discount for 24 mm-hmm. hours and so you'd go to my Instagram page you'd see what my deal was you'd, and then I'd say go to taco gear so you'd mm-hmm. click on Gerald's link and then it would you'd hop over to his page and you'd see what his deal was and then he would link to so Bonita and then you would link over to Atlanta's page so we took everybody around and then it went into a circle so you'd end back at me. So if you, everybody tagged somebody else in on Instagram, and then you would end at the person that you started with. Um, So you could do kind of a window shopping loop if you wanted to first, and then you could go back in and see what you wanted to purchase. Um, And it was a really fun way of getting the community involved virtually. Mm -hmm. And they knew that this was something that people hadn't done before. Um, They were getting introduced to a bunch of new businesses they may not have shopped with before, which was Mm -hmm. really great for us because we were able to, Get introduced to a lot of our other stores' customers through this. Uh, right, our, it was like fifty-five percent was new business to our website that day. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, collectively, we raised. Well, I say we raised. We actually we sold about five thousand dollars with a product in mm-hmm. the twenty-four hour time period. Which, for smaller retail businesses, is a, a good amount of money. Yeah, um, especially in this time. So, this right. didn't have anything to really base it on other than. Let's try it. We got some mm-hmm. great media. We had some friends that were in PR that helped us get um, do a news story. They were on the radio. We did um, an article in the Ben magazine. So we got out and we did the reach to the right audience that we, mm-hmm. would, would participate. And it was great. I and mean, We had a huge spike in web traffic, a huge spike in sales. Um, so it was fun to be able to see, okay, something creative. We weren't sure if people were spending money. Yes, they were spending money. They wanted to support mm-hmm. local. And they were getting fun deals that they wouldn't have gotten normally. So if you can think outside the box, I'm not saying go out and recreate that. We don't know if it's going to work again, to be right, honest, <laughs> Now we've gotten a month later and people have mm-hmm. started to pick up and do a lot of other virtual markets and things. But mm-hmm. um, but think about things. Maybe if it's r- relative to your industry, what are things that you think might draw in your customers in a way that your competition isn't? Or to be quite honest, we are partnering with as many people as we can. So I don't even Mm -hmm. look at any small business as a competitor right now. Can we work together on something and just collectively make some money? That is really Mm -hmm. what my mindset is always that, but um, especially right now, I think it's important. If you can figure out how to pool resources, how to work together, how to do anything that's outside of what people are usually doing, Mm -hmm. getting their attention, try doing
0: that. Right, it doesn't have to be something dramatic like creating an entirely new way of shopping, like the shop hop. It can be something as simple as this product and this other person's my product and this other person's product are complementary. Let's just do a deal with those two products together and make it a single purchase. You know, I sell paper, you sell pens. Boom! Let's make it happen. When in other times, um, what I guess we'll just call more normal times, people may not think like that. They may think, well, here's my little world, and I play in this little world, and this is what I sell, and you're just thinking outside the box. It's just something simple like that. Who can I partner with? Is a creative way to help build some more business. Yep, exactly. Okay, so get creative. What's next?
1: Uh, so this was another one of my fun ones. My my favorites personally is build your social capital. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that people get so concerned with, and this is going back to thinking about yourself versus somebody else, that my store is going to close. I don't have enough money. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's our mindset. That is not going to net you anything other than more concern from people. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't necessarily want to buy from people that are just worried and crying and upset, you know, right. you've been for so long. Um, but what you can do and what I have found that just gives people again, a little bit more positivity. And if you are able to do something that helps other people who, mm-hmm in turn, just feel better about yourself in the situation. Um, There are so many people that are building social capital with their companies, and I don't even know that they're doing it intentionally. Mm -hmm. They're just good people that want to help their community. And that is even better than if you're Mm -hmm. strategically doing
0: (laughs) (laughs) it. That's right. Um, right.
1: And I I think it's fine if you're saying, you know, this is what I want to do because in the end it would, net some mm-hmm. clients or some new exposure, but ultimately you have to want to do it because it's mm-hmm. not something that's going to, um, to bring money in the door tomorrow. You mm-hmm. know um, we had some, I think there were. I don't have my, uh, my presentation in front of me, but there were a couple of really good examples that we had. I think the American bank center had a whole bunch of food that first week that they shut up them. Mm-hmm. That they weren't able to use for an event. So they partnered with the Salvation Army and they donated all of that food to the Salvation Army before it went bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Doing things like that, that are just community based, they're not getting anything out of it other than helping the people that need help the most. Uh, Right. You know, and I I think they shared it briefly on social media. I would have shared it probably more just because it is, it's great to be able to show Mm -hmm. that bigger organizations are helping smaller nonprofits during this time. Um, And then we had. I think Nash pressure washing was washing all of yep. the kids, um, the schoolyards, all of the playground equipment mm-hmm. for free and they were sanitizing it and doing all of that. I mean, that's amazing. They're not getting anything from that other than right. the next time I need to have something power washed, I can tell you who I'm going to go to. Um, Cause that's,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you're building goodwill. You're doing things for your community that you don't have to do. And I think people will notice that. Um, there were a couple of other ones. I think we talked about, um, Gosh, uh, the cookie baking one, that was my, oh, the the Vine Juice Company, the gals that run that, mm-hmm. that, oh my gosh, now I can't even think of it. Stronger, yeah, Stronger Together. Yes, Stronger Together, 361. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were pulling all the old Bliss boxes that didn't, that they had extras, and people were donating those, then they were mm-hmm. raising funds for the shop owners by raffling off and I think auctioning off the um, yep. the boxes. And that's great because some people just donated products for it, other people, you know, said, I still need to get paid for these products, but I'll put them in there. Mm -hmm. And so they're paying money back, back, you know, to each of the retailers every time a box sells. So those are, again, that goes back to creativity too. Who else would have thought about that? Great idea. You know, you're reusing things, you're doing things, you know, to help a bunch of different um, local shops and the people that are getting it are getting a good deal. um, Right. Some really cool things in those boxes that they wouldn't normally have been able to get. So, you know, just thinking about Somebody other than yourself, specifically your community during this time can be kind of hard, but, you know, and I think elevated, elevated screen printing that we work with is doing a, a food drive this weekend. Mm-hmm. So you take five cans of food and they're giving you a free shirt as long as you have it and, or a $10 donation. And they're donating all of that to the people. Mm-hmm. Things like that that just get people, you know, they see that they can help more people want to help after they see other people helping and collectively and hopefully that all kind of helps
0: around. Right. And we all, I think anybody who's taken an opportunity to volunteer to serve someone else recognizes the inherent joy that comes from doing that too. Mm -hmm. You know, so you get the benefit of building social capital for your business or your brand, but you also get the personal benefit of the, just kind of the warm and fuzzies of, Hey, I stepped out of my comfort zone and I helped somebody else, or I took a a leap of faith and decided, you know, I'm going to, um, I'm going to try to go help this particular organization and I did it and man that felt really good and there are there are benefits both personal and commercial that come from that and I think uh, those are important things for people to recognize as they work on building their social capital it, it they're going to find joy in just taking the time to serve mm-hmm. and they're going to find a commercial benefit in that it increases their their brand and their their uh, business reach
1: yes absolutely
0: I think that's super important, Nikki. I don't think that can be that point can be um, overstressed enough when it comes to building your brand and your business. Building your social capital isn't a marketing plan; it it should be kind of the plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it, it it or the marketing plan should fall under how you're able to serve other people because that truly is going to build the long term benefits to your business and to you as a person. Yes, absolutely. So build your social capital. What's your next one?
1: Yes. Well, the last one that I had was connect with your community, which really is the last five things I've all talked about. (laughs) Um, And anybody who knows me knows that is kind of like, that's what I do. That's really what I think is the most important thing in every aspect of what we do in business, small business, you know, anything that we can do. I think collectively working together to bring everybody up just has long lasting effects. Um, so, you know, as an example of that, and I think you mentioned this one earlier too, the support Corpus Christi, that kind of goes mm-hmm. with this, the build your social capital, but also, um, with connecting with the community is it was the week, it was the week before St. Patrick's day when all of this happened. Um, and I think I was at, an an, uh, AAF meeting the advertising federation meeting that okay. day. And then we all kind of went, oh, okay, I think we're going to, I teach at the university too. So I think mm-hmm. that, you know, we're going to move online with classes. Everything's going to shut down. There's not right. like any events going on. St. Patrick's Day festival is canceled. Like all of that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like that feeling of not knowing what to do. So I went to, to um, Wes, to the group online and I just said, okay, I'm going to create a page on my website that, we're, I'm just going to list everybody's information out. If you're open, if you're still doing something, delivery, whatever, send me your stuff, just post it on the Facebook page. And then I'll just post it on just, I'll create a shop local page on made in Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. And so I posted that within, I don't know, like 10 hours or so. Cause everybody works late. Um, that next morning I had 40 or so, wow. you know, a, businesses. I was like, okay, well, that's a good amount. Let me just put it online and see what else. Right. And in 24 hours we had over hundred. And wow. I was going at like three o'clock in the morning. I was pulling all this stuff from Instagram and from Facebook and from you know, mm-hmm. emails. And I was like, well, this is way bigger than I anticipated. <laughs> I'm just going to build another website. So it is uh-huh. to build a website overnight if you need to. Um but it really was just community-based. I wanted a central resource. This was before anybody else had done it to just get people to be able to go to one place. I think that we have 35 different categories, 250 or so businesses that are listed there that just, you can go and support them. Mm-hmm. And my, my logo is at the bottom and it's you know driven by us, but that's it. There's not a sales, there's not a sales message in there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just go there, support local businesses. Here's their contact information, websites, addresses, if they're open, what their specials are, whatever all on that website. Um, and so that to me was, what I could do to help the community right then and there as fast as, fast as I could. Um, and that drove, like there's a video, I don't know if you saw that, that um, mm-hmm. one of the video production companies in town, they put together uh, interviewing some of the small business owners. So we put that on our, on the website and then they directed traffic there, the, mm-hmm. uh, the chamber directs people there to put their information on there. So it's really just a collective effort. And it's it's just me. I just go at two or three o'clock in the morning and type in <laughs> whoever's information they get. That week. And that's fine for me. That's time right. spent to me. Um, so doing things like that, uh, I think make people feel like we we're talking about, feel like you're doing something. Right. So you're more helpful versus helpless. And I think that mm-hmm. ultimately is what drives People to keep going and keep moving forward, and knowing that everything is uncertain, we still have some level of control over something.
0: That's right. That's exactly right. And it, I was talking with someone yesterday, and uh, she said, "Oh, I'm going to go ahead and put that in my calendar." And it just feels so good to put that in my calendar, so that my calendar is something other than the the day in and day out routine that we've all developed. The new routines we've all developed. Yeah. Not that that's necessarily bad routines, but it's nice to change it up a little bit and, and certainly taking an opportunity to, to connect with your community in ways uh, you may not have connected before. And it may be something like um, a friend of mine is creating a, a Zoom meetup for his Sunday school class. And these are 75 year olds, right? That have never, they don't, you know, they hardly know how to use a cell phone, much less Get together in a Zoom meeting, but this guy's an engineer, so he figured it out, and now his Sunday school class that can't meet in person is meeting together on Zoom. Well, that's a great way to connect with his community, and there are lots and lots of creative ways to do that that don't require deep technical knowledge, don't require hours and hours of work. Um, And in today's template-based web world, it is also easy, quote unquote, easy to create supportcorpuschristi.com. It takes time and dedication, but you you feed. And you get your fuel from the opportunity to serve the community, and and I think that people who who take that 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 opportunity to do that really will find the the joy and the benefits from doing it.
1: Yes, yep. Yeah. I think it also it'll open up a lot of doors once things kind of calm down too, mm-hmm. um, because you just you make a lot of connections when you are out just helping people. You know, you find helpers, and you are just kind of gravitate towards that. And I think the fun things and very. Positive things
0: can come out of that. Mm-hmm, absolutely true. So, as we wrap our this ep- this um, I'm going to throw you a, a question that I didn't let you prepare for because I didn't tell you in advance we were going to talk about it. But, um, what is something during this this time of stay home orders and the pandemic that that has brought you personally joy? Um, having to change your schedule, home more time with you know more time at home with the kids, etc. Where have you found uh, or what have you found as a particular source of joy in your life?
1: You know, I was talking to Andrew, my husband, about this the other day. We are normally on a pretty good schedule with kids. You know, I'm sure the same Mm -hmm. thing um, where, you know, you get up in the morning and you're gone. You know, you've got things going on. You've got, you know, Andrew takes my son to school. I keep our daughter. Then we go to the shop. And in the mornings, that's not the case anymore. Mm -hmm. Kids get up. They come jump in bed. They, you know, we kind of just goof around and somebody posted or talked about it at one point, what your kids are going to remember from this. And that to me is what I think my kids are going to remember. And they're able to just slow down a little bit because we don't mm-hmm. slow down much, but that's the thing that I hope anyway, that they remember is all of us getting together, just gonna kind of be enjoying our mornings before mm-hmm. we start running off, doing whatever it is that we need to do, but it's in a different way. So that is definitely a, a positive.
0: Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for taking time. And I'll, I'll direct people to your, Made in Corpus Christi Instagram to find out more about Nikki and to get some good thoughts on how she manages one of one of her many businesses online. Go to at Corpus Christi, uh, at Made in Corpus Christi rather on Instagram, and uh, you can find her there. And if you are so inclined, I also highly recommend that you join the Women's Entrepreneur Society. Um, it's a source of, of great um, camaraderie uh, among the, the leading ladies of Corpus Christi. So take some time to join that crew too. Nikki, thank you so much for taking time to come on this Corona Show of the Etro Corpus Christi podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me.